I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Whoa, whoa. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man, I hope you are having a good day. Dog fans are because they're going, okay, we got a new coordinator. What's old is new again, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk plenty about it coming up as our strong arm story of the day here in about 15 minutes. But Mike Bobo, Mike, taking over at UGA as the offensive coordinator. He will call the plays, and he steps in for Todd Munkin, who takes that same job with the Baltimore Ravens. So Munkin going back to the NFL. Yeah, and a lot of Georgia fans have mixed emotions, and we'll get into it, and we'll look at some, look at the numbers, talk about some of the things, and the perception of why people feel the way they feel about Mike Bobo, and is it truly fair? All right. As we've been talking about Valentine's Day, I guess my wife was listening in when I said oh. what you laid out there, yes. the, the word I was looking for. Reciprocity. Yes. And so uh, she was like, you don't get that. I said, of course I do. But as one listener just said, if you're not familiar with March 14th, you might want to look it up. I'll leave it at that. Oh, there's a thing for that? There's a thing for that. Hey, how about that? There's a thing for that. Oh, is today my birthday? (laughs) There's a thing for that. All right. All right. So if you go all out for Valentine's, for all these guys that are, just put that on the calendar for you and your lady and say, honey, don't forget March 14th. Right on. All right, man. Um. We now Biscuits feel... are piping hot. <laughs> By the way, I got to... <laughs> Last night, real quick, I was showing Carl the pictures. My father, I love... You know, we always talk about in-laws, and you got a great... You get, you get along I with do. your in-laws. I do. And some people have in-laws that you make you want to just, you know, just jump out a window. But my father-in-law, last night, would go out to dinner, and they had, like, a big frame hanging outside of Pascal's, a nice French restaurant in Peachtree City. And so you could take a picture behind it, like, almost like a big frame with just, you know, a selfie or a photo with you and your girlfriend. So my father and uh, and, and my mother-in-law get behind it, and so my, my Becky goes, well, give her a kiss, Dad. So my father-in-law goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, plays, like, tongue hot. Wow. Everybody's laughing. I'm crying. I love the guy. He's a Marine. You know, he's a devil dog. Yeah. He's a maniac. Yeah. So and Becky's like, don't put that on social media. See, I mean, it's romance. It's tr- well, okay, not romance, but it, it was funny. It was it was unique. It was spontaneous. T- is his tongue out? Yes. You saw the photo. It's kind of funny. Oh, I know that was you the one she a, was talking about. see a 74-year-old guy giving a tongue kiss to his wife. Yeah. Anyway, but that's romance, Chris. Well, the weird part is he's looking at you as, <laughs> as he's kissing her. That's the weird part. But 59, I didn't know. I yeah, I, I didn't know anyway. that we were going to post that. Uh, ah, I but, digress. But no, here's the deal while we're talking about in-laws. Mine, my father-in-law, just to give you an example, he's cheap. Oh, it's now, thrifty. Very much, okay? Now, they do whatever they want because right. they've saved like crazy, but I got to tell you, he's cheap. So just to give you an idea of going out, for Christmas he sends, you know, gifts and stuff. Right. And then we open up this one envelope, and it's like, I hope you guys enjoy 
He's notorious oh. for paying for dinner with coupons. Oh, no. I'm not lying oh, to you. Oh, man, it's embarrassing. And he, no shame. Now he's a 78-year-old right. right, right. guy now, 75-year-old right. guy. But he's like, no shame. So he sends these coupons, and Michelle and I are like, this is dad. This is great. Of course, we used them. But the point is, <laughs> this is what he does. You go out to dinner, Mike, be yeah. ready to be embarrassed. You walk in, and you're like, has he got the coupons? You know he's got the coupons. Right. Oh, he's got the coupons. Uh, you know what, Dad? I'll pay. I'll just pay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've got this. And he pulls them out. And Mike, I'm not talking about one. He's right. got, I've got 20, 40, 60, 80, 140 <laughs> oh, worth of coupons. He's like, like Monopoly Money Groupons? Here you go. Right. And, and he pays for dinner. So we laugh. We love him to death. But that is who he's become. He wasn't that guy. Right. But as they've gotten older, he's like, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> so he has yeah. coupons for everything. By the way, you know, I drive. A, I haven't driven a pickup truck in a while. I was driving my grandfather, my father-in-law's truck, to go make the booze run on Saturday for the Super Bowl. So I thought I'd be a nice guy, fill up the tank because they stopped at our house on the way to Florida. You didn't tell me there's like a sixty-gallon tank on the oh, F two fifty. I couldn't believe it. He's got seven hundred miles of range. He can drive to Alaska for crying out. Oh, now. he's got the big boy. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Those. Yeah, what it take about a buck fifty, dude? I'm like to fill her up, and I'm like, damn. And I got dinner the other. <laughs> Yeah, those those can. That's what I'm telling you. I, I have more than made up for me forgetting my wallet to drive to the Indy 500 last year with him. Remember that? Oh, that whole weekend where he picked I've, you up. We've even Steven that one. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's Dukes right. and Bell. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's what we've come to realize, right? And I hope you have. And I'm talking about our Falcons. We are going to need a difference maker at quarterback. It's why weeks ago when I brought up the whole Lamar Jackson trade thing and you guys lost your mind, and he still may be traded. It's more likely, I would tell you right now, that he will be traded than him staying in Baltimore, where we're at right now. But can Desmond Ritter turn into that guy? And as you watch the Super Bowl play out, Mike, and you and I were both talking about this, Eagles fans have no doubt about Jalen Hurts right now. Chiefs fans haven't had a doubt since 2018, since Patrick Mahomes took over, about what they've got. So how do we look at this moving forward with Desmond Ritter where he's only got four games under his belt? And I was telling Carl earlier, look, I get it. Ritter is not as sexy as Jalen Hurts. He's certainly not as sexy as Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, you take any of the quarterbacks that are considered elites. But I will say this. If you were an Eagle fan in 2020 and you looked at 77 for 148, uh, Jalen Hurts threw for 52% completion rate. And, you know, 60 is low 60 is bad. He was at 52%. He had six touchdowns, four interceptions. He didn't miss a lot of receivers. I'm sure there were some folks in Philadelphia that were kind of lukewarm about his future. Desmond Ritter was 73 of 115, 63% completions. He had two touchdowns, should have had three. We had the one that was dropped here by uh, by uh, Cordero Patterson. And you may you may have had a touchdown in the Saints game. Remember, that was the, the strip. The strip on uh, on Drake London. Point I'm getting to is two touchdowns, no picks, 63%. He threw 33 less passes than what Jalen Hurts got to throw in his first season, mopping up for Wentz. So all I'm saying is I know it's hard to kind of bet on the Conwood Ritter when you see the explosive nature of what Jalen Hurts has become in Philadelphia. But if we build around him the way they built around him in Philly, couldn't Desmond Ritter be that same kind of player for us? I want to believe he can. Um. I don't know if you guys know this. He ran the fastest 40 of all the quarterbacks in the combine when he came out. Desmond is fast. You talk about what you saw with Jalen Hurts. Now, he's not maybe as big or stout as Hurts, but he's fast. He is 6'3". He can move. We haven't seen that because they were trying to protect him and make sure that we were running, you know, play action and quick hitters and all this stuff. But my point is, Mike, he can run. 
And so I want to believe that he can turn into the guy you are talking about because Jalen Hurts, and, and this is the thing, guys, he has secured his future, right? Win or lose at the Super Bowl. Before going into the Super Bowl, Jeffrey Lurie came out and said, he doesn't have anything else to prove. And then he plays like that right. in the Super Bowl? Cut the check. Just go ahead and make sure you take care of him. He's going to get his, his money. The owner with the Baltimore Ravens didn't want to make that same commitment with Lamar. Now, he hasn't played in a Super Bowl, but he's been an MVP, been in the playoffs, and you would have felt at some moment, hey, we feel like we've got the guy. We have to feel like we have the guy, and I just don't know how long that's going to take. It could be one season, Mike. We could be right here next year. We could be in the playoffs. We could maybe get further than what we expect, and we end the season, and we both go, we got our guy. I mean, they drafted Devontae Smith. They added A.J. Brown. They've always had – Philadelphia always had a fantastic offensive line, and they augment that, and it's healthy, and that's where they're kicking butt. They went to the playoffs in his second year. Desmond Ritter, if we can fix guard, maybe we upgrade a tackle. You know, I mean, I'm not sure what we're going to do as far as Caleb McGarry. We got a 1,000-yard rusher in Tyler Algier. Him and Drake London had chemistry. Didn't have any chemistry with Mariota. Mm -mm. We get Kyle Pitts back, and you draft another wide receiver, or you go free agent wide receiver, whether you want to go a big guy or a guy in the slot – those are weapons. Now you've upgraded the entire package around him, similar to Philadelphia. Look, I'm not – Jalen Hurts is, is, is a stud. He's a second-round pick. This guy's a third-round pick. If he was a second- or first-round pick, it's a different conversation. But third round, you know, folks, eh, not so sure. Yeah. I, I just want to – and I want to believe because I want to be able to do all the other things with the salary cap and not spend on a quarterback. Well, that's, that's the other part of this, right? I mean, the Eagles now, do you feel like – and by the way, if you're just joining us, they lost both their coordinators today. So um, – Jim, or not Jim Caldwell, that's another. He goes to the to the uh, Carolina Panthers as a senior assistant, which is a good hire, by the way, for Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. But um, Shane Steichen is the Colts' new head coach. And then the Cardinals hire Jonathan Gannon, who was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. So their OC mm-hmm. and DC both leave today. And now this means Sirianni's got to go out and, and find some guys that he trusts right. and, and bring them in. But you're not changing too much of what you just saw with Jalen Hurts. You're not going away from that. And so that's going to be the thing for the Eagles. Now, they've got their challenges, and this is what happens when you've got a good team. But now all the coaching hires have been filled, and that's what we're getting to. So the Colts and, and uh, the Arizona Cardinals were the only two two jobs left. They've now been filled. And uh, Eric Bieniemy once again, is on the outside looking in. Andy Reid made some comments about that today. Just thought, you know, for a guy like Kyler Murray, wouldn't Bieniemy the guy? But, again, we've the only thing we've heard about Eric Bieniemy is he's – and th- this – it's anecdotal stuff like Shady McCoy was on the Chiefs for like a cup of coffee, and he goes, well, he was mean. Yeah, maybe you need your butt kicked. And, and couldn't you argue that Kyler Murray needs a butt kicking? But either way, they went with a defensive coach. I guess he sold them on what his offensive scheme is to fix Kyler Murray because that went off the rails last year. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. We've seen a little bit. We've not seen enough. The Eagles didn't see enough of Jalen Hurts either in the first year. 33 more throws. That's what he got. And then it turned into this. For Falcon fans, the point is, guys, it can give us hope that we got the guy, we're not going to be in salary cap hell, and we're going to get a chance to see him develop over the next couple of seasons and maybe turn into this. Now, the job for Terry Fontenot in this process, Mike, is how if he turns in to be this, if he turns out to be, how do you build around him mm-hmm. to get us to a Super Bowl? That is not going to be solely on Desmond Ritter, just like it was with Howie Roseman. Putting those other pieces in place to say, hey, we got a complete team and we can get there. Now, I know the Eagles lost guys, but that was one of the greatest Super Bowls right. we've seen. We talked about it in our NFL Blitz. One of the highest rated, third highest rated Super Bowl. People were interested because it was, was back and forth. Both of these teams are really good. 
And so that's all you can do. Once you get there, Mike, crazy things happen. You talk about the fumble and all that stuff off of his leg. The Eagles were good enough to win it, and that's where we need to be. We haven't been there in a yeah. long time. And, and that's the only point I'm trying to make to guys who are arguing with some folks on Twitch. And I get it. You, Lamar Jackson is fascinating, and then maybe Munkin's going to fix Lamar Jackson, or maybe Lamar Jackson's going to get traded, and they're going to draft a quarterback, and that's what they're going to go with Munkin. Either way, I just I, – I, and I love Lamar. If this was Lamar Jackson, Carl, three years ago, mm. I'd say, hell yeah, MVP. But I just think he's he's hasn't stayed healthy. He's missed a bunch of games. You know, he's what missed fourteen games the last two seasons. So that's a little sketchy. Well, that's a convenient narrative. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know look, I, I'm not I'm not, a, not I'm not as big an idiot as you think I am. I understand why guys get compelled by the Lamar Jackson argument. Falcon Report is also brought to you by our friends at Georgia Hemp Company. Fall in love with the Georgia Hemp Company this Valentine's Day. The stores, guys: Decatur, Duluth, Sandy Springs, Woodstock. Or head online at thegeorgiahempcompany.com. All day long, Mike has been convincing me slowly <laughs> but surely that it's not going to be a repeat. What are we talking about? Stay right there. You'll find out next on Sports Radio 929 The Game and Odyssey.com. This is Maggie Gray with a C. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Been spending a lot of time today on Mike Bobo becoming the new offensive coordinator for the Dogs. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, Mike Bobo has been here before, but it was different. And as we've talked about this today, Connor Riley came on from Dog Nation. Great interview with him at 4 o'clock talking about why Mike Bobo, um, talking about Kirby Smart and how he operates. And if you missed the interview, I suggest you go check it out because he said, look, above all things, Kirby's about winning chips. And if that means that his friends are not performing, he'll move on. And these guys, they're friends. But more importantly, Mike, they're colleagues. They are coaches that, that are striving for the same thing. But you've been convincing me all day, convincing me all day and I want you to convince our listeners okay. here about why – this is going to work because there are a lot of doubters out there about Mike Bobo. Now, let's bring it back, by the way. Bobo was the quarterback's coach for Mark Richt. Coach tight ends. Randy Mack talked about a great job he did with him. But Bobo's a guy. The first of yes, we know he's tight with Kirby. Kirby's you go with people you know. That's part of the business world. Here's the deal. I just think when you take it back and you see when Georgia comes to Mark Richt and he elevates the program from where it was with Jim Donnan and before that Ray Goff, now all of a sudden the bar gets raised. And things were happening, wow, you just won the SEC and you had the David Green and David Pollock show. And then unfortunately when it coincided with Bobo taking over, there was some backsliding. When you go back and look at the roster guys in 2008 to 2010, it's I'm not saying laughable because those are great student athletes. And yeah, guys went to the NFL. That's right. But Carl, the level of talent that Kirby's had going all the way back to his second season and to where they are now, it's unbelievable. Mark Rick, you got Joe Cox throwing the football one year. You've also got to remember, when things were in the Mark Rick era, it wasn't like now. Kirby, they just had a perfect season. The, the, last, the worst thing that happened is they lost to Alabama and beat them in a rematch two years ago. Mark Rick was getting swept by Steve Spurrier for three years. Mm. you got to go back and think about it. Undisciplined football, stupid penalties, bad special teams. You know, just a lot of things which you, you you look back and you say, man, maybe Bobo wasn't the reason they lost. 2012, Bobo's got him in a position to win that game. It was a 36-touchdown season for Aaron Murray, 1,000-yard season for Todd Gurley. How much does George give up on the ground? Alabama rushes for 350 yards in that SEC championship. I mean, it was a one-dimensional attack. Todd Grantham couldn't stop him. And what do we remember about that game? We should have spiked the ball and gone for a better play from the six-yard line. It comes back to Bobo. 
Guys look at Bobo and say he was no. Your Georgia defense got boat raced. You got beat by South Carolina that year, thirty-five to seven. Mark Richt was a good coach. Kirby is a great coach. Kirby's built a machine, and I think Bobo is going to be fine. Reason- Bobo became, I think, the, the scapegoat for a lot of things. That was Carl. There was no margin for error with those Mark Richt teams. The reason why I feel like, and I've said this today, just because. He's in the building, and and it feels like it's the right hire. It doesn't mean it's the right hire. And we've seen the the things things go off the rails with other programs where they've hired the wrong offensive coordinator. Now, that's yet to happen with Kirby. I mean, you know, James Coley was here, then he wasn't. Um, One and done. Todd Munkin has been, over the last few years, the best offensive coordinator, in my opinion, in college football. Um, and now he's parlayed that to get back into the NFL, and I don't think anybody was going to debate his football IQ. Munkin even, you know, Mike and I feel like, okay, Mike and I know that Todd Munkin listened to this show. And at one point last year, he even admitted, oh, I wish I could throw it around the yard every play, but it doesn't make sense. And he was speaking to us because we said, Todd Munkin, why don't you throw the ball more? Open it up. Let's see what this offense has. He did. They're fine. And I don't know if there's going to be a fall off or a drop off with Mike Bobo, but here's what I'd like to say. Dog fans, different circumstance. Give him a chance. Let's not kill him before we've even seen the offense and what it's going to look like, and I don't think it's going to look too much different. But I am willing to say, hey, Bobo, second time around, older, wiser, it's going to be better. And to Mike's point, he's got a better leader, okay, and Kirby Smart running the ship. Kirby allowed Munkin to do whatever he needed to do offensively because he wanted to do and handle the things he needed to handle, being the overseer, being the head coach. These things are important, guys. I can't entrust you with the offense and then be worried about what the hell we're doing. So I think he feels that way about Bobo Mike, and he has had success. I think the one thing we have to point out, in his last season with Georgia, the offense scored more points than what Todd Munkin's offense did this year when we won the national championship. 41.3 compared to 41.1. It's even. If you're telling me next year the dogs are averaging 41.3 points, Mike, my guess is they're back hey, in the SEC championship. That was with Hudson Mason. Correct. Right? Correct. Pride of Lassiter. 14, yeah. 2014. It's not that he doesn't know what he's doing. Now, the situational stuff, it will be better because you have a better situational head coach. But because of all the things I mentioned to you guys and the margin. Again, guys, when you look at the Georgia team, 6-7, and 8-5. and five, Kirby went 8-5 and five his first year, and then the rest is history. Off and running. It's a better machine. Hell, Georgia just spent $4.5 million on recruiting. The nearest college close to that is Texas A&M, and they spent $2.98 million. You've got everything that Mark Rick didn't have. And, like, I don't want to make this about a Mark Rick bashing thing. I'm just saying you just didn't have the kind of well, athletes. The, bl- the blame was misplaced. Correct. And I just think Bobo, yes. You know you- why? Because we like Mark Rick. Correct. That's why. And it was all relative. It was so much better with Rick than fans got kind of lulled into a set of complacency because, well, well, now at least every few years we win the SEC. Now it's national championship or bust. Yep. So the, the bar's been raised. Another thing, if you thought Bobo was doing screwy stuff, you think Kirby's going to let Bobo get too far off the reservation? No. no. And the other thing, Todd, uh, for what it's worth, we talked about what was Todd Munkin's uh, relationship with Bobo? Because you're a consultant. It's kind of like nebulous. What does that mean, right? Well, Connor Riley from Dog Nation said he was working on red zone packages, third down stuff. So there was a lot of stuff he was involved with this year, which is, was news to me. And that's good because that should give you even more confidence that this is going to work. And it's going to be all right. Listen, I'm always skeptical about stuff simply because I know how important these hires are. I've talked to too many coaches over the years who screwed it up, and, and guys have said privately, wish I would have hired this guy. 
or I wish I would have gone back and, and did this differently. So I don't take that for granted just because you've got it rolling and we're spoiled right. now because we won two chips that you're just going to roll somebody in there and it'll be okay. But Mike is right. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Your thoughts on Mike Bobo becoming a new Georgia offensive coordinator? No, again, guys, it, it got a little weird. And you, you think about Nosha Moreno and Matthew Stafford. Those are You had talent to go win a national championship. But you look at 2012, you know what that would have been? That would have been like Gene Chizik with Cam Newton at Auburn. The one year. You would have had your one championship. The one year. And it was not sustainable. And that's why they finally moved on. Yeah. Because you you were you were better than you were before, but you never got to that plateau. Now and remember, Urban Meyer was kicking; the, they were winning that division, kicking George's butt in the cocktail party, and then Saban built Alabama. Yeah, uh, spring practice is starting March fourteenth. You believe it? Mm. It's like we just, wow. we just saw these dudes. But spring practice, and then the spring game, G Day, mm. as I like to say, April fifteenth, and we'll get a, a look at at what's going to happen with this offense. I don't think it's going to be that much different. I'll just be honest with you guys. And especially what, what Connor was saying to us about his inner workings on things that you're, you're, you're working on third down, Mike, and red zone. Right. That's what matters. Moving to change scoring points. So I don't think it changes that much. The one thing you should be, and I think all fans should be a little bit concerned about, what's Carson Beck and Brock yes. Vandergriff going to look like? See, this is the thing. You and I were talking about this earlier in the show. Now, where it's going to get weird, where it's going to get sideways, because remember, Georgia's going to have to play Oklahoma this year. Yep. You're going to have a relatively easy schedule, and then you're going to find yourself in a shootout against the Vols in Tennessee. And then if Carson Beck – I mean, hopefully Carson Beck's going to be the man. But Carson Beck starts to struggle, and then all that Bobo chat's going to come all the way back. So, I know, look, I know what's coming. Hopefully they'll be in a better position because of all the things we mentioned to be able to weather this. And they're going to have – look, they got better athletes. Cedric Van Prime is back. You get the best tight end of the country. He, You've always got yeah, great running He's backs. going to be the best center in the country, yeah. Mike. You've got all these pieces that you didn't have on a consistent basis when, when Bobo was there the first time around. Find us on social media, guys. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on, including coaching hires today. And uh, follow us on the gram as well. We're across all social media platforms mm-hmm. at 929 The Game. Uh, Shane Steichen from the Colts, or joins the Colts, should I say, the offensive coordinator from the Eagles. Cardinals hire uh, Jonathan Gannon. We've been talking about it today. So all the hiring in the NFL as far as head coaches are done, everybody's filled their void. Broncos, some people say got the best guy in Sean Payton. We're going to see. D'Amico mm-hmm. Ryans to the Texans, we're going to see. So, now, Mike, and I, I thought we might have more jobs open, but there were only five this year. Usually it's about seven to eight or and depending. Right. But nevertheless, these two guys, they're red hot because the Eagles season this year, what they did with the, the Jonathan Gannon with the Eagles defense, and certainly what Steichen did with the offense with Jalen Hurts, so they get job opportunities. And, hey, we're just talking about, uh, you know, Todd Munkin moving on to the Ravens. A lot of guys asking why. He's always been a gypsy, guys. He's coached a lot in the pros, and maybe he wants to be a head coach again because only 32 of those jobs. You guys know the prestige that comes with that and more loot. And one other hire, and this is in the college ranks as well, the uh, Miami Hurricanes. Now, remember, I talked about how bad their quarterback play was last year. They get a guy named Shannon Dawson, who you're familiar with from Houston, yeah. who coached under uh, Dana Holgerson. Correct. So the Miami Hurricanes get a big-time, wide-open offense. You know, that's a, that's a spinoff of Mike Leach as their OC, and they're, they're expecting big things down there in Miami. That's interesting. Yeah, I was talking to some guys on the staff uh, about, you know, his his makeup and pedigree. If you're a, a Canes fan, I guess you should be pretty happy because th- I do think, Mike, this is one area that they need to get better at. Right. Um, but he also lost, I'm talking, you know, they lost both of their coordinators this year, and one of them went back to, to yeah. Alabama, their defensive coordinator. So changes always happen. And for the dogs – 
And for Alabama, the one steady thing is the men in charge. Right. And as long as those guys are there, you got to feel good about where they're going. But do you feel, in, in now looking at it now, these jobs have been filled, Alabama and Georgia fans are both some of them in their bag right now. A little underwhelmed, though, in the hire. I know. I was a Bobo basher. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. You have to, man. I think, you you know, people are, are we're programmed to feel, especially when we've had an experience with a guy who you felt like didn't impress you, but we're telling you, the numbers are there. He was really good, and the, the it was just misplaced hate. Really, it was. <laughs> right. All right, coming up, Hawks, where are we going? What's happening? Because if we don't play defense – this is going to be a very quick ending to a Hawks season. We're going to talk more about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. You know, we were talking about the halftime show yesterday. And the most streamed artist globally. Okay. Rihanna. For those of you who say, like, why is she playing the Super Bowl? These are the numbers we don't keep track of. Taylor Swift. The Weeknd, who already played the Super Bowl, right? Drake, and San... Who lost the Super Bowl bet, by the way? Did he? Did he? he took the Eagles. Uh, and San Benito is the other top five streamed... We're talking about most streamed artist on uh, on global, from a global standpoint. Right. From Spotify. It's Spotify. And you don't get paid to do the Super Bowl. I mean, you're, you're basically going out there to, for everything you just talked about, for upping your the record companies to make the deals, but uh, you out there actually perform it for free when you do the Super Bowl. So Eminem's on here. I mean, but but the point is, like, these are artists, Mike, that you go, like, like BTS is on here. BTS is huge, right? But they're globally one of the most streamed. Ba- bad Money's on here. One of the Globally one of the most streamed artists. And and that's something that we talked about yesterday about Rihanna and when who's getting these gigs, those people. Where's Flint Flossie on that? Is it land his own Flint Flossie? By the way, those, it's, it's, those he, people are getting. By the, the way, gigs. Flint Flossie on Twitter tweeted something I can't say on the radio. It's a dirty joke, but it's very funny for Valentine's Day. So oh, did he? Check that out if you get a chance today. Hey, by the way, real quick before we, we pivot to the Hawks, apparently I'm going to be paying for a lot of steak dinners. A lot of guys coming at me on the text line on Twitter about Bobo. Tiger, don't change his stripes, okay. Mike. All right, well, All we're right. going to find out. I just think he's in a better situation now. 
what do you guys think he's going to be, like a rogue OC? Like he's out there, you know, I don't give a damn what Kirby says in the headset. I'm calling whatever. I mean, guys, this is game planning. Kirby's aware, just like he was aware of what Todd Munkin was doing. By the way, Munkin put on a clinic against TCU. Two of the greatest game right? plans of all time. A clinic. Now, the execution was off the charts, but I don't understand where you guys come from with the idea that, like, Bobo's going to be just a, a rogue guy <laughs> doing whatever he wants to do. It's not going to be – that's not how this works, right? right? I, I'm going to give him a chance. Trust me, if he screws it up – We'll let you know, but I don't think right. that's going to happen. And a lot of guys bring it up. And Rodney Nabalzi, who you hear on Middays, tweeted, you, you guys forget, you know, Schottenheimer ran a UGA offense for one year. It was got off. It's true. Brian Schottenheimer was and, here. And now he's right. the Cowboys, right. technically OC. Come on. Mm. All right. Let's talk about our Hawks. Uh, LaMelo Ball last night, 30 points, 15 assists. Terry Rozier, 29. These guys love playing us. <laughs> They love beating us. And and by the way, Charlotte is not good. This is not a good team. You know, That's we, their 16th win of the season. Mike, we had to play these guys last year, right, in the play-in mm-hmm. tournament, right, before we went to Cleveland. And then we win that, and then the, here comes Miami. And now we're, yeah. now we're technically in. Right. But the point is, this is not a good Charlotte team. So the issue last night, for those of you who missed the game, Hawks-Knicks tomorrow will be at the arena, State Farm tomorrow, uh, bringing you the show. Pre-game starts at 7. How do you give up 144 points, Mike? Not ready to go. Yeah, I'd say so, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a team that, uh, as you said, they've they won 16. If there was, you know, a team that, that never gets old. No, it's because it, it's apropos. Rozier was unbelievable last night. Again, he just gets up for the uh, the Hawks. This team plays no defense, not a lick of perimeter defense. And look, defense is hustle. So what does that mean? You're on the road in Charlotte, and the way I read that is, got my shot. What defense? Shoot. <laughs> No, I just I don't I just don't understand how they can do this and look this bad to score 138 points in the NBA and lose a game. That that really is unconscionable. And then we heard Trey, we got the sound by Trey. You know, you know, we're probably going to play play better defense. Yeah, I think so. A little bit, a little bit. All right. So is, and now, what does Nate say? What's the game plan? All right, guys, let's give uh, Hayward a wide berth. No, you're supposed to get on the get on him on the blocks, and when he does go for the jump shot, get in his face. So is this on Nate? Flat. <laughs> I think they tuned Nate out. I don't know. Oh, Mike, wait. seriously. You know, what this, you know what this really is? What is this? The freaking All-Star break's coming up and everybody's going to the beach. Oh. That's what this is. Oh. And maybe they, and let's hope they bring it against the Knicks because the Knicks is a team that got to leapfrog to get to the sixth seed. But to me, this is a checkout. This is a mentally lazy effort on defense. Defense is hustle. They didn't hustle and they got beat by a terrible basketball team and they'll all be on the beach in a couple of days. Mm. A slow pace. <laughs> This is what Nate said last night about the defensive breakdowns. Um, and I've been mentioning this all day because, you know, we, we when, when Turtle texted us last night, it was like, hey, they're going to score. Charlotte's on pace for 148. At the time I, they were. I thought he was joking. Like, I was like, come on. And they scored 144. This is Nate McMillan. It was, it was, a, it was not kind of a breakdown. It was many breakdowns. Uh, just guarding the ball. Uh, you got to control the basketball. Um, uh, we didn't do a good job of that, which led to breakdowns, uh, those guys getting into the paint, kicking the ball out to the three, and then uh, they're shooting rhythm threes. You know, So it starts with controlling the basketball. Yeah. And uh, now you got the Knicks, and the Knicks are trying to they're, – they're scrambling. They're better than us by a couple of games. The thing is, it makes this even more frustrating. You are just three games – you're just a run, Carl, getting a run going. And how's, what's a run? Winning seven of ten, winning eight of nine. That's right. However you want to quantify it. That's right. And get on a heater. 
But you're running out of games after the Knicks. There's only 23 games left in the season. <sighs> All right. Um, Nate was also talking about, you know, not getting the necessary stops. Here's the thing. We do not have to be great defensively. Matter of fact, we're not. Okay? But you do have to get timely stops. It's just like in the NFL, guys. You don't have to stop a team in the mm-hmm. first and second and third quarter, but if it's a close game, Mike, I got to get off the find a way to get off the field in the fourth quarter. What the Falcons? Pretty, people think the Falcons' defense was terrible. What the Falcons' defense did almost every game kept you within a possession. All right, so the game is close. How do I find a way at the end to get a, get a stop, one or two, get the ball back, score, and take command of the game? This is where we lack, and this is what Nate was discussing. Oh, it's just we never really established defensively uh, that we could get stops consistently and you know with 21 fast break points uh, they basically just got to their tempo and um, were the aggressive team yeah down three if you didn't see a lamello ball with that like sort of like and one alley-oop that Williams throws down and that's you had it within Carl it's down to three with like less than a minute to go that's right. this thing is just it's this is very very exasperating and I feel that Nate is kind of a lame duck that's the other thing whether Nate said it or didn't say it, remember Steve Coon said it's fake news you know it was schlock reporting <laughs> that Sham said that Nate is thinking about stepping away at yeah. the end of the year well maybe the team thinks he is stepping away and as we see in politics the lame duck doesn't get any respect I um I want to believe hack journalism. Thank you, Steve Coonan. I want to believe <laughs> that this team is going to find a way to get to the top six. They're not. Mm-hmm. If they do, y'all call me. I, I just th- we are twenty nine and twenty nine. Okay, and this is kind of where we are. And as much as I'm wanting and hoping and praying for all these things to kind of fall into place. I just have no hope that all of a sudden they're going to come back from the beach, Mike, yeah. to your point after the All-Star break and go, bro, you got a tan. Yeah, you look good. Let's go to work. <laughs> and by the way, Sadiq Bey, uh, he started 21 minutes. And there, there, there's a rhythm, guys. If you thought Sadiq Bey was going to come in here and go for 50, that's not the way it works. He's got to build a chemistry with these guys. He does. You know, but he does. You know, and there were some times where he deferred and maybe he should have taken the shot. But that'll, that'll come with time. We said that the Mavericks are going through the same thing right now, growing pains with Luke and Kyrie. Yeah, I uh, and I want you to hear this cut from Kyrie as we're talking about the NBA. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Alex Anthopoulos stopped by yesterday. You'll hear the entire interview coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Braves general manager talking about all things, and I mean all things Braves, from the fifth starter in the rotation to the health of Ronald Acuna to his plans with Grissom. It's coming up 620. Um, Kyrie last night was asked, Mike, before the game, why not sign a long-term deal? Are you committed to being here in Dallas, right? They're pressing him already, saying, hey, Dallas took a chance. We, they traded for you. I want you to listen to his response, and then you tell me what you think. This is Kyrie. Now, they lost, as Mike said, a game last night. They were down huge. They come back. If you, don't see, if you didn't see the highlights, literally – Kyrie throws it to, to Luke, and Luke is like, I don't want it, you take it. But it was like, I mean, yeah, it was like either one wants to be the best teammate possible, and what did Kyrie say? They never got any shot off at the end of the game. Okay, so you know what this is, right? This is, this is LeBron in Miami. With Wade. This is, I don't want to be selfish when all these great players mm-hmm. are selfish. Here's Kyrie. Continuously asking me that because it just puts unwarranted distractions on us and our team, and I've dealt with it before, and it's very emotionally draining to ask questions like, what's the long-term, what's the long-term, what is it? Um, but I, I will say 
that from the start of when I came here, there's been nothing but a warm embrace, nothing but genuine love, and nothing but a familiarity of relationships that I could really look to uh, in times of, of questioning or confusion. Um, you know, I could always go to these guys or the ladies in our front office or, or people that have really made themselves available since I landed in Dallas. Uh, so there's just a positive note there, um, and just taking it one day at a time. Um, you know, that's all I could do in this life, and uh, what the future holds is really uh, only going to be dictated on what I do right now and how I prepare for those next steps, and that's being the best teammate I can in that locker room, being a great leader out here uh, in, within the Dallas community, within the NBA, um, and just continue to be myself and develop. Boy, okay. Sounds good, right? Yeah. That was a lie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because what he should have said is, I've been inconsistent over the last mm-hmm. three years from the former team that I played with, and you know what? I need to show my teammates to be consistent, mm-hmm. and it needs to be right. I don't know if this is the right place for me or the, the Mavs even think I'm the right guy. We got to make this work. Right. He went on this whole diatribe about, I don't want to be talking about this, and I've been there. Be a distraction. You know when it was be- before he's talking about Boston. When he went to Boston, he said, I want to be here forever. I, I want to be a Celtic yeah. forever. He talked about it, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is great!" And he, and now he's like, oh, "I don't want to talk about it." I don't know what to think. Man. Look, the, the organization makes a big move. You move a bunch of pieces to get you, and it's just like any time a team has got a guy when he's on the last year of the deal, there's a huge risk involved, and yep. it's a story, and the questions are going to dog him. I like what he said about the organization; that was nice. But when you are now, he's thoughtful though, Mike. Yeah. All of it. You listen to Kyrie sound yeah. bites, you're like, "Damn, dude, pretty yeah. smart." He is when he wants to be. He is. <laughs> yes. So that thoughtfulness yeah. comes out, but you're like, "Bro, what are you really saying?" To Chris's point. That is a lot. Because, again, you're a, I'll, give, I'll be generous, a mercurial personality, right? And they're betting on you sticking around in Dallas. And you're going to get these questions, so mm. get used to it. Coming up, we'll get you caught up on the headlines of the day. Georgia has a new OC, coaching changes in the NFL, and more. It's Dukes and Bell. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.